Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for July 31st, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Alaska head coach Eric Largent. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Five Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be, as we do a little podcasting after dark tonight. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Indianapolis, Indiana, as I just left the uh, World Junior uh, Evaluation Camp in uh, Plymouth, Michigan. Got over here in time to buckle in and get all set in my uh, beautiful Drury Inn and Suites Hotel. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York, where he's been escaping sharks for the past month or so. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, when do we do podcasts <laughs> before dark? well i always do you always do them after dark but well, but i always do mine before dark okay uh, listen i don't I, you said it i i'm just asking because uh, not that and i have any windows here in the basement anyway i was gonna so it say you're, you're in the basement so it doesn't really matter yeah. um so i just got done finished as you know uh four days in plymouth michigan uh watching the uh world junior um evaluation camp for team usa for both the 22 and 23 teams wow what talent was on that ice and it was pretty incredible that they could narrow it down to 27 guys for the 22 team right now and we'll narrow it down to the final 25 uh on the 7th of uh, august when they uh, have played a couple of uh international exhibition games as uh <clears throat> as coach um Lehman wanted to tell me today they needed to play some other countries. They were tired of playing themselves, and they couldn't really evaluate playing up against each other in scrimmages every day. Uh, isn't that always the case, though? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think you get to play international teams all the time. Well, but wh- whatever. I guess tonight's going to play an international scrimmage or exhibition game. Right, and I'm sure that after, you know, he gets those extra couple of weeks at camp because they're playing it so early, smart move, coach, um, uh, they're going to be tired of playing against each other too. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That's the way it works. But um, I-, I will tell you, the uh, the roster is out for the 2022 team. It can be found on the uh, USA Hockey website. Um, i not really surprised a lot of things except – uh, Josh Doan did not make the team, which is a little bit disappointing for Arizona State fans. And yeah. uh, Hunter McCown right now from Colorado College is on the roster. I can give you a couple of injury updates. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Tuck, Luke Tuck went home yesterday with an upper body injury. Uh, Logan Cooley took a skate cut just above the shin pad, but has stitched up and uh, is assured that he will be ready to play by the time the uh, uh World Junior Tournament gets started. Um, and then, really, one of the most disappointing things today uh, of the whole week, really, was Aiden Thompson, the uh, kid from Fort Collins, Colorado, the last addition to the roster, was phenomenal all week long. The final six minutes of the uh, scrimmage today, he goes knee on knee uh, and ends up limping uh, to the bench and then limping down and then finally being helped down the tunnel. We don't know the extent of that injury yet, but boy, it was a it was a nasty collision, not intentional, purely just uh, just two guys that were going for the puck and ran into each other, as happens in the game of hockey. But uh, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Aiden Thompson. He had a fantastic camp, and of course, he's going to be a freshman at the University of Denver this fall. So, hoping good things that that Aiden can uh, not be as serious as it looked and hopefully heal him up quickly, but he definitely will not be making the trip to Edmonton. Yeah, well, you know, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, you know, um, you know, you can't uh, – no, that's the one thing you fear, right, is, is guys get hurt. Um, and you know. and as Coach Lehman said today, though, uh, Paul, that they were – or uh, they were building up. They were – they were crescendoing now. This is when they were going to try to show it all. And they did show it all. I mean, it was, I quoted uh, myself after the second, if I can do that, after the second period of saying it was structured. Uh, it was very structured. I, I told you off air, the only guys that scored were guys that really were not expected to. Um, one of the guys said that had two goals for the blue team today was the, the last guy in the defensive uh, roster, the extra, if you will. Uh, he scored two of the three. The other guy that scored the third was the extra forward on that blue team. So, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun week. It was good to see the guys. I got a chance to do a lot of interviews. The only one I didn't get done for our feature was, of course, Aiden Thompson, the kid that gets hurt on the last day. So a little disappointing that I couldn't speak with Aiden, but you know what? That's the way it goes. And, um, We'll look forward to seeing what they can do once they get up to Canada and get things playing for real starting the 9th of August. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, um, the, um, you know, they, they started one of the other tournaments uh, today, the, the Gretzky-Holinka Cup with younger players. Um, uh, 
was was a couple of ugly games today. The U.S. beat Germany eight to one, and when I turned it off, Canada was beating Switzerland ten nothing. Yeah, um, a little lopsided. You know, we're sitting here, and 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 I'm 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 kind of surprised we got the roster released so early. Well, I shouldn't say so early, but I didn't think it was going to come out till tomorrow. Yeah, I I was asking Dave Fisher about that today, and he kind of hinted that it might come out right away. Um, so I guess I wasn't surprised. Um, uh, they put it on their website, obviously, what they would do first before they send it to us. But right. uh, I'm sure I'll have it in my email in the morning. But here's we saw the, it. We looked at it. We know who it is. Right. Here's the the biggest thing that kind of makes me scratch my head. And I, I know the coach is, is waiting for us to get him on. And um, I'm going to – I'll ask him the question ahead of time so he has a chance to think of the answer. But – uh, we've seen a huge movement in the last 10 years or so in hockey uh, where it's flipped, where it used to matter which way you shot the puck as a forward. It doesn't matter so much anymore because uh, those designations of left wing and right wing are gone. Uh, and it's more F1, F2, and F3. Whereas that's kind of flipped back to the blue line where teams are very hesitant to have defensemen play on their off side. But this, this team, this nine defensemen that have been taken or are going to go to Edmonton or at least eight of them anyway, where we don't know because they get two more players, but um, only two well, right-handed going shots. To Edmonton. I told you that. Well, whatever. Going to oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's only two right-handed shots at a at a nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm blaming. And, and I'm kind of shocked I, I at that. So, um, you know, but I'm not sitting there in an evaluation camp, and I'm not a coach. I'm just uh, a, a casual observer. Well, all right, I'm not casual, but um, <laughs> you're an observer. I'm an observer with a podcast who, who gets to ask <laughs> some people questions. So, and this way, I don't blindside the coach, and he has a chance to get well, a few seconds to think about his answer. Let, Let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on the head coach from uh, Alaska, the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. Eric Largan is with me. Eric, uh, Scott and Paul with you, and we dropped the gloves earlier. Paul and I did because he calls you Largan. I call you Largan. What is it? <laughs> it's Largan. It's Largan. Paul's right. Oh, of course shit. I am. Of oh, course. Uh, Scott, I, I, I wish you could be right on that one, but Paul's right. That's Largan. <laughs> Eric, I got black, I got black eyes now because I, I obviously am a little smaller than he is. But how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, this is a uh, glad, uh, I'm thankful for you guys to get me on. It's a late one tonight, so appreciate you guys putting in the uh, overtime, so to speak, tonight and and getting me on the show. Well, coach, it's August, thing, coach. Hold on a minute, oh. coach. First thing first, we got to congratulate you on that new contract. Uh, that tells me that. Uh, the Nanooks see value and Steve's stability as a main thing. So congratulations on uh, hanging in there for what, another four years. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I think we still have some things uh, needed to be accomplished and, you know, it's nice when the administration puts, puts faith in you to be able to get some of those things done. Okay, Paul. Well, <laughs> well um, I guess before we get on to your team, since I've already asked you the question, um, uh, it, 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 am I 
off base with the with the handedness of where the game has kind of moved, uh, where it used to matter to me, or at least as I was watching uh, for a long time and, and, and observing the game, um, the handedness mattered much more up front than it did in the back. And that trend has reversed itself. No? No, uh, I, I would agree with you on that. I think, uh, you know, as you alluded to, I mean, in terms of the way the game's played now, especially – you know, guys coming back in the defensive zone and in transition on breakouts and regroups. I mean, it's a it's more of a numbering system like you're talking about F1, F2, F3, or one, two, three, four, five. If you're doing it with all five guys coming back, so I think a lot of that has diminished in terms of the importance. Obviously, it helps in terms of some power play stuff, and you know, guys are sometimes more comfortable just left side, right side, and you'll get some righties that are more comfortable on the left and lefties more comfortable on the right. So I think it's uh, I think it's changed in that regard. It's nice to have some different looks just in terms of your centermen, um, you know, just because everybody's usually stronger on their backhand taking draws. So it's nice to have that in terms of handedness. And then, you know, some power play options too, right? I think that's where it comes to a little bit more importance. But Paul, like you said, I, I think it's a less important with, uh, you know, with, with wingers playing, you know, right wingers got or right shots got to play on the right side and left shots got to play on the left side. I just think with the way the game is with five man attacks, it's uh, it, it's very different now, and that handedness piece is, is becoming less important. Okay, um, I mean, do you, but you have to make adjustments for it, though, don't you? If you have uh, more lefty or more of one side or the other, do you kind of have to slide? I don't know if I'm using the right term, but you kind of have to slide things over or make subtle adjustments to uh, how guys are getting positioned on the ice because of it. Well, I think you got to make sure that guys are comfortable just with receiving pucks. Like I think the big thing is just making sure guys are comfortable on the offside. It's just a little bit of a different look and play when you're making plays on the, uh, on the wall and things like that off transition out of your defensive zone. So I do think there's a little bit of that, but if guys are comfortable with it or have grown up playing with it, um, you know, or played some different positions, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty smooth adjustment. I mean, again, you, you'd like that to have, you know, two lefties, one righty, or two righties, one lefty every, every line. But, you know, sometimes if guys are clicking and you get three lefties together and one guy's playing on the offside, it, I, I think it can work out just fine. Just out of curiosity, do, do do you guys run drills and make guys, because you never know where you're going to end up on the ice, uh, make guys play on the uh, on their offside? Definitely. especially Yeah, definitely. Especially when we're doing, you know, we do a lot of small, you know, small splits or small group drills. And, you know, if we're working on wall play, like getting out of the defensive zone, we do, we spend, you know, a lot of time working off of both sides. So guys are getting reps making plays and a lot of time too with just you know not getting too much into the weeds but you know if our center is not the first guy back your center or first forward back he's going to play on you know one of the two wing positions at least to start and a lot of times your centers are taking plays on the wall and things like that so we have every guy just move around and especially with breakouts I think it's a important piece that they're comfortable with receiving pucks um, you know on both sides. Coach, when we look at your schedule, I'm sure things are starting to already crescendo. Uh, you got the 16th and 17th, you got your blue gold, blue gold scrimmages. 
then you get Simon Fraser, and then you get uh, American International for two. So uh, pretty exciting to be able to start with three home games for you guys. Yeah, we were, we're getting right out of the gates early, and so we have an exemption too where we start a little bit earlier than other teams. Like you'll see, you'll see most of those Canadian exhibitions on that you know weekend that we're playing, uh, you know AIC or AIC to start. So we're able to get going a little bit earlier. You'll see Anchorage play that first weekend as well with Simon Fraser coming up and playing both of us and. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to get some games in early. It's nice to be able to get that first weekend at home against an NCAA opponent. I think that's always a, a added benefit to have another team travel up here instead of us go the other way. And, you know, we're just excited. We're excited for our guys to get, you know, coming into town and get going. And, you know, we're looking forward to a really great season and, you know, our second season operating as as an independent. Well, I can tell Hold on one second, Paul. I got to follow that up quickly with the fact that, I'm planning right now, Coach, to be up there on October 13th to see you play Michigan Tech because uh, I also have Anchorage and UNLV playing on the 14th and 15th. So I'm going to make it a, just a week in Alaska if that's okay with you guys. That's awesome. Well, we'll set you up. We'll get you some tickets and, you know, let me know when you're there so we can get together, grab a coffee or something. So I'm looking forward to having you, having you come up to Alaska. Uh, it'll be a fun, fun weekend of uh, hockey, especially if you're getting three games in. That'll be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, Paul, go ahead. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say, yeah. Um, when we, or at least Scott, got a chance to speak to Nate Lehman, uh, I would have today, and you know, basically he said, "All right, we're getting sick and tired of hitting us, hitting each other already." Um, I, I assume it's no different with you guys. You'll get those first couple of scrimmages, and it'll be like. Oh God, I'm sick of looking at my own uniform. Let's get somebody else on the ice. No, that's it. That, Paul, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, especially as, uh, you know, some teams, uh, pre-seasons are longer than others. You got the Ivies with a little bit of a later start date. So it's, uh, definitely comes a point in the year or at the beginning of the year where you want to start, you know, playing against different colors and different jerseys. I mean, as much as we tell the guys to be able to have it be game-like, I think, you know, there's no question you're going to play it a little bit differently against your teammates. There's not going to have that same physicality. You know, you're going to have intensity and you're going to have, you know, uh, you know, a little of the competitiveness. But in terms of that physicality, in terms of that, you know, desperation, it's it's not the same until you start playing another opponent. And, you know, for us, it's nice. We get uh, we get going pretty early, uh, just being able to chance to play, you know, Simon Frazier and, uh, you know, getting our feet under us with that one and then playing a really good AIC team the next weekend. We'll have to make sure we're ready to go. But I know our guys are already chomping at the bit to get back to Alaska. And, you know, once they're here, it's it's fun for that, you know, first week and there's excitement. But then you start getting into it. You're practicing against the same guys every day. And you start, you know, looking forward and circling that first date against Simon Frazier and definitely against, uh, you know, AIC on that Saturday. Coach, I, I thought that you guys were one of the big positive stories to come out of last year. Um, I, I don't know if this is put the right way, and maybe I don't know any other way to put it, but um, are you a little worried about guys not coming in as hungry this year? Um, a little bit overconfident? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, we had a good second half of the year, but I don't think we started very, you know, very well in terms of 
uh, you know, wins losses right. and right. lost a lot of close games. So I think, you know, I, I think it's good. I think our guys got enough success to see that we're moving and trending in a positive direction. And, but I think too, the guys are hungry to take another step forward. I mean, we were still, you know, below 500 team and, you know, for us, we want to be in the conversation of, you know, making the tournament. We want to be one right. of those teams that are up there and close and, uh, you know, so for us, we, we, we felt good about the second half of the year, but, uh, you know, we'd like to put a full thing together. And I think the guys see that, you know, we can get there. We have a lot of uh, good people in the locker room and good hockey players in the locker room. And, you know, I think they're excited to take another step forward. And, you know, I, I think for last year it was, you know, more of, hey, surprise that Alaska was, you know, playing with some of these top teams and, you know, now we'd like to be considered one of those top teams and try to elevate and, and take another step forward. Coach, when you look at the, the schedule, and obviously what jumps out at me is the Governor's Cup is back, giving the opportunity for you to play Anchorage a few times, and I'm sure that helps the budget. But not only that, uh, it's got to be exciting for the state of Alaska to know that there's two NCAA teams back again battling each other and uh, looking for pride too, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, it is definitely nice to, you know, have a road trip that's only an hour flight compared to you know, what we've usually the 20 hours or whatever. But um, no, it, you know, joking aside, it's great for the state and it's great for hockey in general. And, you know, it is a it is an intense rivalry and, you know, it's always our best attended game. It's, you know, their best attended game. And, you know, fans are going, you know, fans are going down to Anchorage. Fans are coming up to Fairbanks and, there's already there's already excitement and talk about it and like i always say i mean it's it's what you know the fairbanks people talk about more than anything else it's you know did you win the governor you know did uaf win the governor's cup did we win the governor's cup that year and so it's going to be talked about again and it's always a tight rivalry just like a lot of these other great college hockey rivalries are and uh it's a lot of fun that they're back and i know coach shasby's doing a really good job there with the staff and building the roster and the schedule and so, you know, I'm excited to follow, you know, follow along. Obviously, I'll be their, you know, biggest cheerleader until they play us. And, you know, I think it's just really good for the state. It's really good for that youth hockey, too, to, you know, we have three junior A teams up here and two Division One teams. So just for that pathway for, you know, a kid living in Fairbanks or Anchorage or anywhere in the state, you know, there's that pathway into college hockey. And I think, you know, the more opportunities for them, the better. You know, here's here's another beauty point of being part of our coverage area now. Uh, Paul, turn your turn your your ears off or whatever. No. Um, I what I get to Go do away. for our teams is is give you guys a magic number to make the tournament. So uh, I'll I'll definitely be doing that before the start of the season. But if I asked you, Eric, uh, right now when you look at your schedule, what what do you think you have to do to to, to get an at large bid? I mean, what what kind of number do you think you have to post, and who do you have to beat to uh, to build that pairwise number? Because you were so darn close last year towards the end. Yeah, you know it's tough to say, and uh, you know you always you always feel like a good college hockey season is twenty wins, right? I think that's always a good year, and so you got to be around that number. Uh, you know, obviously. It, it's so hard to predict with who's going to have a good year and who's the top teams and how that works in, in the pairwise. So, you know, for us, I think a, a season goal is to get to that number or get, you know, close to that number and see where the chips fall. But, you know, I think the most important thing is just making sure on a daily basis, we're really good and, uh, you know, making sure that we're prepared for that, you know, opening weekend against AIC and that's where our focus is on and, 
you know, hopefully we can continue after that and, and keep playing good hockey. But, um, you know, I, I think when a coach looks at it at the beginning of the year, I think those 20 wins, I mean, I think that's what a lot of coaches are probably looking at. And if you can get to that, at least you're going to be, at least you're going to be in the discussion. Coach, just tell them the goal is to go one and oh every night. Don't, <laughs> yeah, indulge, no. don't encourage this nonsense of his magic numbers, blah, 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 blah. The goal is to go one and oh every night. It is. And you want to break it up. But I think too, at the beginning, you want to have that, um, you know, I, I, I've never, uh, you know, you always want to be in the moment, right? You want to be the best that you can on a daily basis and, and have that one and all mentality, like you're saying, Paul. But I think it's nice to see and be like, hey, this is this is a, a, obtainable, right? You want to have that idea in, their, in, in our guy's head that, hey, we're, we're here to try to make that tournament and try to get in. And that's the goals. And, uh, you know, we have to do it on a daily basis, but it's nice to have those large term goals. What did that exact magic number is? I'll let you guys try to figure that one out. But, you know, hopefully we're <laughs> going to be at least in, in, in the discussion for it. I don't try to figure that out. That, I, I'm not, I'm not Sorry, that we'll, let Scott, we'll let Scott do that. But, uh. <laughs> uh, OK, so let me ask you this. Uh, I just spent four days in Plymouth, Michigan. Um, and I kept telling everybody that would listen to me, which was not many, but anybody, uh, <laughs> that I thought what I was looking at was 60 of the best junior hockey players the United States has ever assembled. Um, mostly, Eric, because they're, they were trying to put two teams that, well, they weren't trying. They did put two teams together for uh, August and December. But when you looked at some of the guys in that roster, were you going like, hey, well, I haven't seen a bunch of Americans this age all together at one time. I mean, I joked the other day after the uh, inter-squad game on uh, Thursday, I guess it was, that, or Friday, I guess it was, that uh, I think both of those two teams could have gone up and competed in the World Juniors. They were that good. Oh, there's some, I mean, there's a heck of a lot of good players there too. And uh, a lot of guys, obviously, with, you know, college ties and, you know, guys that you're, you know, you're familiar with, with being out West with some of those players from Denver and, uh, you know, UMD and things like that. And Mich I mean, they just have a deep, they have a very deep team. They're, um, you know, they're solid. And, and like you said, I think it's a, it's a testament to what USA hockey is doing right now, because, you know, I think there is, there's, there's really, really tough decisions that are being made and, you know, it, it, they feel bad. You're you're mentioning the 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 guy from there from Denver. It's it's tough, right, with those injuries and things like that. And um, you know, all the best to, to him and their family. But it's like it, it's just such a hard a hard thing to be able to make that team and the talent level so high that it's really like I say, it's a testament to what USA Hockey's doing and and the depth at every position that they have right now. Right, yeah, well. Go ahead, Paul. You know, I, was, I just uh, no, I was I, I was going to kind of try and bring it back uh, to his locker room. Um, you have a majority of your top seven or eight scorers coming back. You have now a full season under your belt. Um, is it a noticeable difference as you go into year two? from where things were at this point going into year one last year? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think it's just that, you know, you, you guys have been around it too. It's just that confidence that comes with being there for a year in college hockey too. I mean, we had a lot of guys that 
didn't have a lot of experience with being put in those types of positions. And I think now with guys coming back and, you know, the confidence that they had in that second half, I think there's a much different mentality, right? It wasn't, uh, it's not coming in there being like, you know, I hope I can do this or I hope I can play at this level or, you know, just having that, uh, you know, that hesitation because you haven't seen it, you haven't experienced it. Now they've been there and they've been in those situations and, you know, we've gotten to play against some of the best teams. I mean, getting a chance to play, you know, the Denver's and the Minnesota's and the Duluth's and those types of teams, uh, Arizona state. I mean, we got to see, uh, the highest levels of talent up close and guys got to compete against it and see what it's about. And, you know, there's nights where we were great and were able to compete and there weren't, there were nights where, you know, there's left to be desired. And I think for us to be able to learn from, you know, both the triumphs and the failures important. And individually, I think those guys learning from that too is huge. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think with that comes a confidence that, uh, you know, they know that they can play, but they also know that they had to have a big summer. And, you know, from speaking with the players, I think, uh, I think the work ethic's been there. I'm excited to see what, where they're at in the fall. Well, I I assume that that's got to be tougher for you because you've got players on your roster from literally all over the place. Um, I mean, to, to, you, you have guys from Latvia and guys from Louisiana. So um, to, that, that boggles my mind to begin with. Um, now, as, as you said, and, 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 and I, I think I said this to you a few months ago when we spoke, um, that your team definitely got better in the second half. Uh, as you guys got some experience, is there a player or two where when the season was kind of over and you, you sat back with your coach staff and said, wow, this kid was here and I can't believe how far that kid came, uh, by the end of the season. Is there one or two of those guys that not necessarily, uh, that fans would notice, but you guys did that made a, a, a bigger jump than you guys thought they would? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of guys, but, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, trying to think of some guys that were both, you know, I, I think from a fan's perspective, I think seeing what, you know, like Anton Rupstoff did, you know, he was a guy that was in and out of our lineup early on and, you know, I think became one of our best forwards towards the end of the year and Harrison Israel's becoming, you know, our first line center and, um, yeah, I just think that there was a, a lot of guys. There's, you know, Connor Millimock, who, uh, was a guy that, you know, more of a, a checky for, but contributed offensively. And I thought a guys on our defensive core really, you know, really stepped up with, you know, Bergmanis and Comals and Pike and all those guys coming back. So for me, there is a lot of really positive trends from guys and, I'm really excited to see them, uh, you know, see them in the fall. And like I said, from talking to the guys, there's a lot of excitement and, you know, but obviously a lot of work still to be done, but it's going to be, it's going to be a fun fall and fun year and looking forward to getting back to work with all those guys. Coach, when we look at your schedule again, I'm going to just jump back to that, but down the stretch, you were good. You were really good last year towards the end of the season. And, when we start in February and we look at you get Arizona State up there, you go to LIU and then uh, LIU comes to you and then you go to Arizona State and you finish with Lindenwood coming up there. How big 
is that last 10 game stretch of or so of games for you guys uh, do, do you even look at that yet or is it just like one day at a time and we'll worry about that when it gets here or have you had a chance yeah. to go hey you know what we can get busy at the end of the schedule it's hard to say, right? It's like you got to put in all that, you know, you got to put yourself in a position for those last 10 games to mean something too. And so it's a, a lot of work early on in the year to to make sure that we're on the right track. And, you just, you know, Arizona State and, and you know, even uh, you look at where Long Island's, you know, coming from. I mean, we split with them last year and they're a very tough team. And I think they're only going to be better this year. So I'm sure, sure they're having the same, you know, Coach Riley's over there having the same thing with guys that, we're younger on his roster and getting better and, you know, the, some of the guys that they brought in. So, uh, you know, I, I think just like any part of the season, it's, it's going to be tough and there's going to be different challenges with it and you're playing good opponents, but uh, you know, the most important thing is getting off to a good start and, you know, putting yourself in a position for those last 10 games to, to mean a lot. Okay. So if we flip back to your roster again, and I, I'm sorry for flipping back and forth, but I just had that on my mind because I, I knew where you were at last year. Because I thought Denver at around Christmas time, when you guys went through all that adversity of getting to Denver, and then you played them so tough, and then uh, came down the stretch and really were impressive. Um, but when we get back to looking at your roster now, and I know it's hard because they're not uh, in front of you yet, but on paper, where do you see the strength lies and where do you think you, you want to get better? Yeah, I think our defense is going to be a strength for us. I mean, the guys that were returning, you know, Garrett Pike and Arvels Bergmanis and Marcus Colmels and Carl Falk, and then adding in TJ Lloyd coming in from Bowling Green as a transfer and AJ McCauley, who's a freshman, um, you know, along with some of our other guys with Land Manis and Hill Fiker and, and, and John Louis, I think, I think I really like our D. We're active, uh, good instincts, and competitive players back there. And I think up front, it's it's going to be it's going to be our depth. I mean, it's nice to return some guys that have some scoring, but I, up and down the lineup are guys that can play and uh, guys that are going to compete and skate well. So it's exciting. I think the biggest thing is just in goal. You know, um, Gustavs isn't going to be with us this year. He was kind of our he was our rock last year in terms of playing so many games. So. That's going to be the area where um, I, I have all the confidence in the guys. It's just a matter of who's going to step up. And, you know, we have uh, a transfer that's coming in from Holy Cross, Matt Radomski and uh, Daniel Allen, who was with us last year, who played very well uh, against UMD, against Long Island, and, you know, gave us some quality starts and quality minutes. And, you know, Lassie Letty who's coming in from the North American League of Finnish players. So, Goaltending is where uh, I think it's a very open competition right now. And, you know, but we have a lot of confidence in the guys that are there. It's just going to be who's going to be the one that steps up. But uh, I like our group. I like the depth. And, you know, I think our back end is going to be the one that really uh, leads us and calms us down early on in the season. Well, you guys definitely have some size back there with 6'3", 205, and <laughs> 6'2", 205, and 6'2", and uh guys up to 210 but then i sit here and 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 i'm sure that your strength and conditioning coach can't wait to get his hands on one of your freshmen at six seven 160 pounds how is that even possible i don't know we got to get him we got to get him eating more i i, I you know we always, we always joke around with him he's like no coach i'm, I'm much i'm 190 i swear so it's we're always he's always joking around but 
No, it's good. We have a, we, it, those are, uh, those are exciting players to be able to work with. Right. And I, I know like you're saying, our strength coach is, you know, he's excited to get working with those guys and, you know, being able to put on some more mass and only be able to raise their game. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have a nice mix, you know, we also have, you know, guys like uh, TJ and, and AJ McCauley who are a little bit of a smaller defenseman, more, you know, great skaters and, uh, puck movers, great offensive instincts. So it's a good balance back there with, uh, you know, some six, some six, seven trees and some guys that are going to be, you know, guys that are a little bit tinier to be able to pair with them. So it's a, it's a good mix on the back end. When you go into the season, uh, now that you've had a chance to do with some of these guys, do, do you go in and say, all right, these guys worked together pretty well last year. Uh, I'm going to mix it up during practice knowing you have that in your back pocket just to see how they play with other guys yeah I think that's part of it too right like I think you know and you know it is kind of the nice part about having those first couple weeks and not getting into the games right away it's you're going to be able to try some different things those blue gold games are always nice because you know you get to try some different experiences but or uh, experiments with it but I, you know, you always have like for us, we had, you know, Israel's Rupsoff and uh, Kothi playing together for, you know, a lot of the year uh, in this or it's the second half of the year, I should say. And so it's nice to know that you have that and, you know, a, a top line for us. But at the same point, you know, some maybe some of the new guys coming in, it's a better fit. You know, you add some more some more depth, give it a different look. And so you want to be able to try some different things early on and, you know, not get so pigeonholed where you're just going back to, to last year. But you know, to your point, it, it is nice to always, you know, be able to go back to that if you need to. Eric, I want to give you a, a question on the overall health of NCAA hockey, because Paul and I have seen this uh, resurgence, if you will, not only with you guys, but with with uh, Anchorage and Lindenwood making the jump and uh, other people talking about it and Augustana coming on board next year. And um, are, are you surprised at all that this is actually – What's happening now coming right out of a pandemic like this? You know what? I am a little surprised, to be honest with you, because, you know, we really don't know how it's going to look in a lot of different shapes and and forms. I mean, you look at with the NCAA with this transformation committee and, you know, what's going to come out of it and, you know, where single sport conferences are going to be, where scholarships are going to be, roster size, coaching staff. I mean, just there's a lot of uh, uncertainty for the future, uh, both in the way that uh, the NCAA is going to look. And then also, obviously, financially, you look at where inflation's at and coming out of the pandemic. And uh, so it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, athletic departments trusting in, in, in adding another sport and, and adding a sport like like uh, men's ice hockey. So uh, it's a positive. It, it is a little bit surprising. Um you know, but it also makes you more optimistic about what the future is going to bring. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, if we, we get out of these next uh, three to four years uh, unscathed as a sport, I think uh, I think we'll be just fine. Paul and I have been talking about realignment and maybe even two realignments at some point in time. But um, it's no secret that it's an advantage to be in a conference but um, the, you look at what Greg's doing down at ASU and he's got 24 home games. And I'm going like, I don't know if there's any other team in college hockey that's ever had 24 out of 36 home games. So 
um, it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Depending on where you're located or, or, but, but you prefer a conference, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. You know what? It's funny because, uh, you know, obviously that's like the biggest talking point, even, you know, you go to the grocery store and that's what people want to talk about the conference, right? So we're always talking about it, but it's, it's funny because as long as there's a group of independents, uh, you know, that, that are playing to, you know, against one another, like we have right now, uh, you're going to be fine. I mean, we have a, we have a pseudo league right now with, yeah. you know, us and ASU and Long Island and Anchorage and Lindenwood where we're just, you know, we're playing each other, you know, four times, six times with Anchorage a year. So you have those games in the back half where you'd have to play conference. So right now we're, we're fine. We're healthy. And, you know, I think Greg would attest, I mean, getting 24, 24 games in that new building, I mean, it's going to be huge for their fan base and huge for, for, uh, for their hockey program. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's a necessity for them to have to get into a league or find a league that, you know, isn't quite the right fit, but they just have to get into a league. And I would say the same thing for us right now, as long as there's this group of independents that are, that are out there, we're always going to have games in the back half of the schedule. And then, you know, the front half, you're able to pick up games and everyone's always looking over Christmas time and Thanksgiving and early on in the year, teams like to come up to Alaska. So, um, you know, a, until there's a realignment, I, I think we're comfortable. I know, you know, Greg's comfortable. Anchorage is comfortable. Um, you know, I want to speak for everybody, but I think the independents for a majority are, are pretty comfortable with this, uh, with the scheduling arrangement and, you know, we'll see what comes out of these, uh, these, this transformation stuff over the next year to two years. And, you know, I, I think, you know, history typically repeats itself. So I'm sure that there'll be some sort of a realignment within the next five years. And, you know, as long as we're doing everything internally to make sure that, you know, we're prepared to add value to a conference, I think we'll be just fine when, whenever that shakeup occurs. All right, coach, uh, he brought it up. So I, I have to kind of <laughs> do this. Yeah. All right. Um, without giving away something you, you can't. Okay. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. We know just from our own discussions on the various podcasts that there are a couple of schools that are really aiming uh, to jump up and 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 and, and uh, sponsor NCAA hockey in the on the West Coast. Um, are you having discussions with people that we wouldn't necessarily know about? Uh, in the West that are at least exploring the idea because that would help everybody conference wise. Uh, Binghamton and Utica are great. Uh, if you live in New York state, like I do, but that doesn't help you guys. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been discussions with, you know, different programs, um, different universities on the West coast um, or in the Midwest as well. Um, you know, that are looking at, at sponsoring NCAA hockey again, where that goes, you know, who knows, right? Uh, it's the same thing, like you said, with those other two programs. You never know how it's going to shake itself out, and I would never have guessed that it would be, you know, Long Island and Lindenwood, and right. yeah, that we're joining, you know, joining Division One hockey already. So uh, a few years ago, but it, it, you know, I think the big thing is I, I'm just hoping for, and I think what's going to happen is. Arizona State's going to show themselves really well this year, and that new building is going to sell itself. And 
I think that's going to be something that's looked at from other universities in the West. And, you know, hopefully that opens some eyes to what college hockey can bring to a campus, what college hockey can bring for a university. And I think what Greg and, um, you know, their staff has done is fantastic. And, you know, I'm looking forward to watching uh, what they can do there to be able to help grow the game and, um, you know, I, I think that there's positive things on the on the West Coast ahead for, for college hockey. All right, give us a quick scouting report. This is the final one for me, but uh, you got your blue-gold scrimmage, as I said, the, the four, 16th and 17th, but then Simon Fraser comes in, and we're always curious about Simon Fraser, uh, obviously because of their status and everything, but what do you expect out of them when you uh, play them in an exhibition somebody other than yourselves you have any idea what uh, Simon Fraser is going to look like yeah I think they've been getting they've been getting better and Mark's done a really nice job there and you know it's no secret they've been a team that's you know looking at you know the NCAA possibility and um, you know they're recruiting great players there and uh, you know they're they're a, a very good option for you know Western Canadian kids um, you know that maybe didn't get that division one offer or were, you know, maybe a lower end division one player with, in terms of financials and looked at, uh, looked at different options or kids that have played major junior, um, you know, and, and don't have that NCAA eligibility. So they have a, they have done a good job in recruiting and Mark's done a good job with, with building that program. And, you know, for us, I think it'll be a, a good test and it's nice to, have that partnership, have that relationship and, you know, give our guys an opportunity to play a good opponent, um, just gearing up for, you know, the NCAA season. Okay. I got to give you one final one. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, had my off day when they canceled uh, the practices on Saturday and I drove down to Adrian, Michigan. And, um, I didn't know what to expect, except I know they have a ter- terrific ACHA D1 and an NCAA uh, Division three program, but uh, I told everybody when I left there and I finished the feature, I said, uh, I don't want to ever hear say it, hear anybody say it can't be done because they have an enrollment of 2000. They have seven college hockey teams, four synchronized skating teams, and they do it in one building. And the building is 15 plus years old. It's so clean that you can eat off the floor. Uh, I just could not believe what Gary Asalas has done with his ACHA D1 program there. Um, and I'm going like all these teams out in the West that, that are going like, can we can't do it. We can't do this. We can't do that. Quit saying I can't and take a look at what Adrian College is doing. And uh, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And, and Adrian's taken a, you know, an interesting approach with it too, just with it, you know, seeing athletics as uh as such a positive and enrollment driver and something that brings a lot of life to campus there and revenue to campus. So I think they've done a great job. I think their model's great, obviously, winning a Division Three national championship, having a top ACHA, you know, ACHA program, you know, as well as, uh, you know, as well as just a number of athletes that are going there and, and being good in uh, a lot of different sports. So, um, the arena is fantastic. It's uh, it's a great spot, and like you said, it's it's immaculate. Uh, even being a little bit, I won't say old, but um, definitely having a little bit of wear and tear. But you wouldn't notice it. And um, you know what they've done is is, is pretty remarkable. And 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I hope that, you know, people see the value, uh, you know, of having a hockey program, of having athletics, of driving some more athletes to their university and, you know, hopefully some some schools out west. And you never know, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know, a Pac-12 team or Pac-10 or whatever they are now. With, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so whatever type of, you know, or it could be a smaller school, right? It could be a school that's, a, you know, a smaller model and, you know, a division three, division two type of institution with smaller enrollment that, you know, maybe could use hockey as a uh, more of a catalyst. So uh, off crossing my fingers and hoping, hoping we see some more expansion out West. That's for sure. It'd help us out big time. Well, uh, I'll say this. We, 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 uh, we, we always uh, sit here and, and try to figure out, like I said, your exhibition game opponent and in that situation. And I don't expect you to comment and, on it, so don't worry about it. How the only Canadian team in the NCAA doesn't sponsor hockey, but that's not for you to comment on. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I mentioned your strength and conditioning people. Uh, you guys just hired a new guy uh, uh, for your strength and conditioning coach, and you know you're you're getting a guy that spent time at places like Texas and Nebraska and uh, Notre Dame and and Wisconsin. That, that's got to be a good get that you get somebody who's been in those size programs to come up there and, 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 and work for you guys. No. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, I'm impressed with the research too. So that's good <laughs> stuff, but uh, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll piggyback you there. Yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, he, he's uh, brings a lot of experience and he's worked with some, you know, obviously some big time division one programs and learned from some really good guys learned and, you know, guys that are working with hockey programs too, with, you know, recently coming from Notre Dame and did uh, did some work with the LA Kings and and some research projects there too so we're, we're excited to have him on board and I think he's going to do a fantastic job and uh, you know hopefully he can uh, you know turn that whatever 165 into 205 here uh, come, the, <laughs> come next year so yeah well let's 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 uh, make sure that uh... Uh, we talk about him, but we, we have to mention uh, Nathan Archer by name, right? We have to make sure we get his name in there if we're talking about him, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's there, a good... by, the, by the way, yeah. I to reach out to uh, Nathan, ask him when he's comfortable to come on. So Nate Pearsall is going to set him up with us uh, for a show because we were, I, I, knew I planned on having a July full of strength and conditioning coaches, and we certainly want to get him on when he's comfortable, but he needs to get settled in up there, and then we'll uh, we'll make sure we get him on a program. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be great. That would be great. So, yeah, I know. I appreciate you guys you guys doing that and doing the research. That's awesome. Well, Paul's got to do something. He just sits in his basement. <laughs> while I have to go and do all they the don't work. let me out. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Eric. Thanks a lot for jumping on with us on a Sunday night. Uh, we appreciate it. I will see you very soon. I promise, and we will go from there. Thanks, Coach. All right, Scott. Yeah, Scott Paul, thanks so much. Have a great night. All right, that's Eric Largen, and my black eyes will get better from Paul punching me. <laughs> Have a good night. Uh, we'll say uh, a quick a couple of uh, partnership uh, spots, and then Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. favorite team is on nchc.tv 
on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening oh! to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Alright, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live is a Sunday night staple. It is College Hockey West Live after dark tonight. Paul Hornstein my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York, is used to this because this is how he watches ASU football nearly every weekend oh. during the football season. So, anyway, well, Paul, not you just, know that listen, you... not just football, <laughs> not, not just football. I, I got hockey games, and last you know, last year with the games up in Alaska that start around the same time that this podcast started tonight. You know that that takes me into a lot of nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nights takes you into a lot of nights that turn and into a lot mornings. of mornings. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can do that in the summertime, though. Yeah, I, well, that's that's it. I mean, uh, we yeah, won't no... we won't push you at that during the school year. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. um, Coach Large and I was a great guest because he's always got such great insight, so well spoken and articulated. Uh, anything that you took away 
uh, from his conversation tonight? Well, I, you could feel the excitement, you know, a, a confident excitement. You know, like they have the year under their belt. The players have the year under their belt. You're not starting from scratch. And 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 at this point, now that you have uh, some players that have been in your system for a year, uh, the coaching takes a different level, right? Because uh, if if somebody doesn't quite understand something, everybody doesn't have to go to the coach for it, right? They, you know, one of the more experienced players can go to the freshman and say, hey, try this, try this, do this, do that, right? It, 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 it enables you to do more coaching, actually. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, the, the other thing I think it's going to be different for him this year, in addition to the pandemic being a little unrestricted, right. um, is the fact that uh, when they make that trip to Denver this year on the 6th and 7th of January, they're going to be coming from Notre Dame on December 31st and January 1st. So they won't be stuck, hopefully, in Seattle. They will already have been at Notre Dame and will just be able to get from Notre Dame to Denver, which is a much easier trip than trying to get from Alaska to Seattle from Seattle to Denver. Yeah, let's hope not. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah, that that, that was just totally unfair. The fact that they were able to tie Denver, um, the national champions, was just unbelievable considering what they went through that week. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it it really is – something that that they'd be proud of i mean um those games were not um you know were not easy just i mean to just get ripped apart like that in terms of 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 just getting there and and how you 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 sat there and and like players are sitting there waiting for everybody to come back and um, just, you know, insane, you know? I mean, it's just, you know, that team really held together and they should be proud of what happened with themselves, you know? Well, you know, and I'm going to say this, and I know it'll never happen, but it would be kind of cool. Um, Eric was very positive on the fact that, hey, we got enough independence now to fill our schedule um, with games. So we're not going to have a shortage of games because of the independence. So the conference thing, yeah, we'd like to be in a conference, but hey, we can make do for a little while. But what happens, yeah. uh, and let's play this hypothetical game. What if UNLV makes the jump next year? Right. And you have two Alaskas, Arizona State, UNLV, Lindenwood. Now you've got five. LIU, you got six. What if those six teams played each other uh, wouldn't it be cool if the end, and this is never going to happen, but if the Paralyzed would say, okay, there's six independents, let's give them an auto bid for whoever wins the independent. That's not, let's, let's not get crazy here. That's not happening. I told Te- you it's not happening. I right. just said, so schools are, be, school, teams or leagues cool are not giving up their. No, that's just be cool. <sighs> yes. So just say that it would be no, really cause cool. it's, it's that they would silly get an opportunity to play for. It's for silly. Something. Well, it could be a conference. It could be a conference. I mean, well, they could take those six teams and make them a conference in a heartbeat. Then they'd well, have to. Give well, them no, a spot. but the schools would have to do it together. The, the NCAA can't do that. I know, but that's what I mean. If they, if if they, if they have six independents, what's the difference between six independents and six in a conference? 
You're going to give well, an auto bid. So first one of, of all, them. first of all, I, I think that you would have a better shot at that happening. And, and obviously I'm not trying to disrespect LIU in any way, but if the sixteen was Huntsville, you'd have a better shot at that. Why? Because you can't have a conference that has Alaska and LIU in it. You just can't. Why? Because it's easier to get from LIU to Alaska than probably Huntsville to anywhere. I don't know about that. Why wouldn't it be? You're going to New York City, jumping uh, planes from JFK and go. In Huntsville, you're going to have to bus somewhere. You're going to have to bus to Birmingham or somewhere. And that's that's been the complaint all the time about Huntsville. We don't mind going there. It's just how do we get there? So that that's the problem I, I with know. that. I, I just it, it doesn't I make I, I any sense to there. me. I threw it as a hypothetical. I know. I know. You threw out the hypothetical. It just it doesn't make any sense to me, uh, especially if you're in a situation where you have some other teams that could be making the jump next year that are much more geographically aligned with the Sharks. That's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But you're still – you're going to need – you're going to need two more teams in the West then. And we don't, that's not happening for a minimum of five years. So in the West, you'll get, well, you'll get UNLV, which will give you four in the West. If you come to Alaska, Arizona state and UNLV, but it's going to be a minimum of five years before you see anybody else come up in the West. Well, if nobody else, St. Louis, St. Louis is pretty easy to get to. Well, I know, but okay. So let's say St. Louis, but then, you're still going to have another, you can add Lindenwood, but you're going to still need another team. And where are you going to get that team from in the next less than five years? Canada. Huh? Canada. Oh, Simon Fraser, yeah, maybe. Maybe they would probably be the, well, they would be the most likely. But, well, yeah, then I you mean, would get six that way. Hey, guys, we have five. Make it six yep. and we go. Let's go. Yep. That would be good. Somebody's got to lead the charge. You know, I've been saying that forever, and I don't know when that'll ever happen because well, nobody that's... wants to take that reign and go with it. So, yeah, but those, 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 that, that, those, are, those are other shows. I know, but once everybody picks it up, once somebody picks it up and runs with it, takes the direction, um, then there's a chance. But until then, there's no chance. Okay, my hypothetical's over. Let's say goodnight. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live. On the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Vereens and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DrurryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. 
Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey West.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn app, and more. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to Eric Largent. Now we got it. We got it right from the uh, coach's mouth himself. It's right. Largen from now on. I will never say Largen again. Uh, somebody told me it was Largen. I, I went with them. I'm never going with them again. They uh, wrong. I know, and we know who it is, but I won't put it out there. Okay. Mm. <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Thanks for staying up late with us tonight. Uh, Paul and I will be back tomorrow night for Analytics and Eyeballs at the regular time, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Good night, everybody. Good night.